Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. Uh, we have the pleasure. We've got three in the house today. Uh, yeah. We got the brothers. We got uh, German because he said I can't even say his name right, so why even try? <laughs> and then uh, we got Oscar in the house. So introduce yourself. Uh, tell everybody who you are, and then we'll get rolling, guys. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm Oscar, and it's my brother. Uh, we're, we're real estate investors. We are you know, paving our own way uh, through through mistakes, hurdles, mindset changes we could dive into whatever you guys want in this show but um you know we we live and we learn and we correct and we do better that, that's kind of our, our mantra the way we do things and and you know we we try to grow with people and you know always give back when we get to to another uh, level that that we think we're 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 good at so yeah that's kind of my, my take right there german go ahead yeah, man, my name is uh, German, like you said, man. I'm in the military. I've been in the military for 19 years. Um, I'm very excited, man, to talk to you, you know, tell you our story, what we're all about. And like my brother said, we, we got in this uh, venture, uh, and we were, we've been venturing, you know, all our lives uh, since we came in uh, to the United States with our family when we were little, uh, and then in the military, now in real estate, and, and, and try to help people, you know, grow themselves and, and and um, yeah, man, so we're very excited, bro. And, and look, and I'll say it because y'all don't want to say it because I can't. Uh, and I live in Texas and I worked in the restaurant business hotels for 20 years. I am over, over the conception that people have of the South American cultures and who they are as a person. Because I've worked side by side with them for 20 years a lot of those guys had a thousand acres in Mexico and five businesses back home and supported, you know, multiple families. And what I am not okay with anymore is that everybody has an equal opportunity to step into this world. And I do business with three types of people, military, people that have been recovering addicts and people not from America, because I know Every day that they show up, they're going to take it to the next level and they're not scared of work because work is the actual only way to smash all limiting beliefs and where you started. And there's not enough people in this world saying, I don't want to do that. Well, guess what? Somebody else is going to do it. And I yeah, always, and, and I haven't told you all this story, but I want to tell you this story because he's not from here. So my buddy what is from Sardinia, Italy, right? And so long story short, he was a tennis prodigy and he moved over to uh, Florida away from his family. And uh, he went to school, he got a master's degree in economics and he got it, he graduated in 08. Yeah, you can imagine how hard it was to get a job. So he mm -hmm. went on 60 interviews, couldn't get a job. He finally took a job as a maintenance worker for a 40 unit. That's all he could get. Well, seven days in, uh, one of the tenants calls and needs him to clean up the shit that was floating in the room. The, the toilet had overflowed. There was shit everywhere. He called his dad. He said, Dad, I'm, I'm way better than this. There's no chance I'm doing this. This is ridiculous. I have a master's degree. And his dad said, just, just give me seven more days. I, I have no idea what that's going to take, but just give me seven more days. He said, fine, whatever. Five days into it. The owner liked how he worked so much that he came to him and said, listen, I'm getting divorced. I don't want my ex-wife to have the property. Do you want to buy this 40 unit? Wow. And that's how he started his career. He now has 153 units and like 30 Airbnbs. Nice. And so nice. we don't know what situation we get ourselves into, right? That we don't know the opportunity that's presented to us if we're not willing to put in the work to get there. And so I just exactly. wanted to highlight that part, but tell us about yourself and, and tell us about, you know, where y'all got started and, and how this journey began. Cool, man. Yeah. So we, you know, like you said, we're 
military and you know we love what we do but at the same time we're thinking of you know also how to, how to grow outside of it as well and you know i started wholesaling and doing uh, other strategies like subject to um you know about five years ago and then eventually realized that that wasn't for me and it it took too much too much effort for the little reward that i was seeing um and then really it was last year um 2019 when uh my brother and i decided to partner up and said hey let's go i, I had a few buying holes already and then said hey let's go you know to a low entry point like uh cleveland ohio and let's let's invest and when we went the idea was to buy a few small uh multi-unit family multi-family properties residential and we ended up uh get an offer 300 unit portfolio um where we crushed all of our limiting beliefs as far as what we could do financially uh you know and just when your back is against the wall and you have an opportunity how you go and figure it out and crack that puzzle right so we 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 dwindled it down to 30 uh properties and then 20 units from there and we decided hey we're gonna make it happen and we called every lender we could everyone and we i mean eventually found someone that was like hey you this is how you you guys can do it you have i mean you can do it yourself you don't need like anyone you you have the credit you have the reserves you have the money so you can do it and we're like oh wow okay so we talked about it and we just did it <laughs> we made tons of mistakes i tell you that i mean yeah. tons tons i mean and it was a, just a jv between him and i um and and yeah, I mean, we, we've, we're still through the process of, I mean, this lady had everything in a notebook. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about mom and pop notebook. Uh, some had leases, some didn't have leases. I mean, it was, it's been a rough one. And from there, I mean, we're, we're close to hitting 90% occupancy right now. We're revamping the last few units and we hope to stabilize it and keep it as a buy and hold. And just to confirm, it's what type of property? Uh, it's, it's a rental portfolio, so it's not a it's not an apartment building. It's not it's a rental portfolio of twenty units. So it's small small multifamily units, but we bought them as a as a portfolio, okay. um, not not individually. We bought them all in one shot, um, put the money down, closing on individual uh, total of thirteen properties, twenty units. But we did it all in one title closing. Um, and that was which, all your money, like you didn't raise yeah. money. No, we didn't raise money. We did all on our own, and we we got actually because it's residential, we got a bargain um, because it's not valued as a commercial property, so it's valued at the residential level. But the cash flow is is at a <laughs> if it was and commercial was, level. And this is and this is in Cleveland, correct? Outside Lorraine, of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, Lorraine, Okay, Ohio. and y'all live like around the corner, right? No, 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 no we live. I knew well, the answer. The time, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> no, at the time I was in, I was in Colorado Springs, Germany, still in California. California. Now I'm, now I'm in Virginia. So it's, uh, it's been crazy, man. And I mean, like I said, we've made tons of mistakes, right? Uh, but that's what it takes. It takes, it takes making mistakes and learning from it. And we didn't take anyone's money because we, we actually, at there was a point where we were raising capital for another deal. Uh, and we decided to stop because things were one became too hectic and two we realized that we need to have our operation solid before we take a dime from any person um, and we have that opportunity but we're not going to do that because we want to do right by investors we want to do right by ourselves you know that, so there's a lot to unpack there what was and i always like to ask this question you took it down. It had, of course, it's been stressful. But what was easier than you thought? Than probably what you told yourself. Let me let me let me get yeah. into that, man. Yeah. Because the story, I mean, easier was I think uh, getting those limited beliefs out of <laughs> out of our lives, because the reality was that my brother and I were going for one or two units, and that's what we thought that we were able to to uh, to afford, and. So the easier part was finding the, the deal. And I think that's the easiest part of all. When you find a deal and people struggle, like, no, I need to get that deal. I need to get that deal. Well, yes, it is, is difficult right now. But the easiest part, I think, of our deal 
uh, was finding it. Um, the way that we did it is actually a little uh, unorthodox compared to how people tend to find deals. Um, but we made it happen. And so in my opinion, that was the easiest part. The deal fell from the sky and we're like, okay, can we do this? And then, yeah, we were able to do it. So finding it and closing it was probably the easiest part. And I don't know if my brother has a different the closing, opinion. closing, I think, was the dead well, easiest I, I, I'm I'm curious, and I don't know much about the deal, but, but yeah. what you told me is it was a 300-house portfolio, right? At first, yeah. Initially, yeah. But what I'm saying is, and I'm just looking at it from an outside point of view, was there a way that you could have secured the other part of the deal and then wholesale oh, yeah. it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could have. We could have, and we could have also raised capital and taken it down. Uh, but these were all things that, when we were getting into it, we didn't we didn't know we didn't know raising capital. We didn't know the power of our network. I mean, we didn't know at that scale how to do it, right? So we had to scale it down to a way that we did know. Once we close, and that's why I say the easiest part was closing, because we, when we close, we're like, oh my god. This is actually really easy to close. The hardest part was what came after, which was yeah. the, the stabilizing, the getting with the property manager, making sure we're on track, all that. That's the hard part. So when people celebrate that they close, I always tell my brother, I'm like, congrats. But you're going to have a real reality. Yeah, we're going to see how those, re how those relationships are going to be in a couple months because all these partnerships and these syndication and people doing it, who are doing it for the first time, and all they cared about was – doing a deal, but they don't have that baseline, I guarantee you in three months, they're going to hate each other. They're going to mm -hmm. hate their life. And yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of work, man. Because it's a we, lot of we, work. My brother and I, we, we hate each other sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's a but, lot of work. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. And I'm, I'm grateful that, that I'm doing it with my brother and not somebody else. Yeah. Because, and now we talk about yeah. it and we're like, that's why, like, we've had 50 units and 100 units on the contract. But we've, and luckily they fell through because of COVID or this or that. But looking back, it was a blessing because it's, it's helped us solidify our platform, our business, so that when we do land it, we do it right. Because I'm seeing so many people right now just wanting a deal, wanting yeah. a deal. But if that's all you have and you don't have a base, mm -mm, you're going to have a hard time. It, you know, I used to work in private equity, right? And what people don't understand, is when you raise money, you better turn on the water hose because yep. they're, they're, they're not waiting. And no. so if you want to slow down, you're like, whoa, hold on. I just had a baby. It don't There's work that way. Now. It don't work that way. So this is what I tell everybody because I teach people Airbnb. You're telling me you want 20 Airbnbs when I'm telling you that with three run properly with no help can financially set you free. Yep. We, we get too much into what it looks like. And, and what I mean by that is, yeah, you could have wholesaled it. Yeah, you could have raised money. But what I also know is I talk to enough young people to know that some of their goals is to get two properties in a seven-year span, which if they're around me, they're not, that's not allowed. But what I'm saying is <laughs> you, you've done that in one shot, right? And so now you take the 20 house, the 20 units you bought, and now the next one might be 60 or 100 or 20. So mm -hmm. you've jumped so far ahead, even though there are growing pains. And I think, I yeah. think that five years down the road, you'll look back and, and, and you're not going to worry about what money you could have made because the lessons Absolutely. learned here are so much more valuable than any dollar amount. Oh, oh yeah. Huge, man. We've learned so much and we've learned the power of teamwork uh, because outside of that, we have grown our network to the point where – Hey, who knows about underwriting? Who knows about this or that? And we go, and if we have to pay for mentoring, we will, because that's only going to help us in the long term, right? So that, I mean, that's I mean, we're we're getting Gino students because yeah. of that reason. Uh, just our knowledge. I mean, we can't even explain it, man. It is ridiculous. One of the, one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest things I ever heard, and I thought about this morning when I was talking to one of my coaching clients. You know, Grant Cardone whatever you want to think about him, I have my own opinions on him. But he said that when you come to a conference, you're not paying for the people on the stage. You're paying for the people that you're sitting next to. And when you hire me as a coach, yeah, I'm going to help you. But you're also paying for my network, which is 20 oh, yeah. years in the making. 
I'm yep. going to introduce you to a multifamily guys, Jake and Gino guys, uh, a wealth advisor, a social media expert. Yeah, like, I have nice gone nice. and cultivated his relationships. You get them automatically because you're in my circle. And I don't, yeah. think, people, I don't think people put enough stock in that. No. They don't. They don't because you know what? People want to do it themselves, right? And that's nat- a natural human habit to say, I did it. But the reality is that no one does anything by themselves. Right. We all have someone we lean on. We all have someone we bounce ideas off. Why not bounce it off an expert? Why not take that extra investment? And that's something that it, it takes time. Some people have to shift their mindset a little bit on that piece. And it, it took us time too. I mean, I had to be comfortable with spending the money to say, actually, you know what, bro, we absolutely need it. And we need it now because we're in it now. Like and I think that was the, that was besides the, the, the properties. That was the best investment that we made. Yeah. 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 And it's just having that backstop. Right. And, and, and my favorite quote, my favorite thing I always say is like, you only know what you don't know because you don't know. Yeah. And it, and it's like, you know, and the thing is, is like, you know, I've been to a Jake and Gino event, you get around people that have bought 1200 unit portfolio and they're like, well, I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we did it. And then like, here yep. we are. And then it's like, okay, we did it. And so like, I would imagine that no matter how hard it's been that both of y'all believe that anything is possible. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that's why we have long-term goals, strategies, and we have different business ideas. We, we solidify every week. I mean, and it's growing little by little because we still have our, our, our jobs. My brother's retiring uh, by the end of this year and I should retire in, in, in 10 years if I stay in, but I mean, if it all takes off on the side for me, then, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll stay in, but maybe it'll be a, a fluid thing where I don't have to pay as much attention to it. Who knows, man? But that there's a lot that goes into into making all this happen, right? What? Because I look at both of y'all, and y'all both serve, and I'm, my, my business partner's in the military. He's in Hawaii right now. He's a helicopter pilot, uh, captain in the military. Uh, who Who are your... You know, I would imagine that both of your parents are, are extremely proud of the of the men that you become. And where did did you learn this service of duty from? Where where does this 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 ability to learn and, and everything? Where does that come from? Man, can I can I do that? I, I like to be honest, man. I like to be open. Sure. Uh, open. I mean, sure. yes, I always had that sense of because uh, we we came from from real real like humble backgrounds. You know, especially when we landed here in the U.S. Um, and, and for some reason, and, and you might get this this uh, story from people that said some there was some something in me that always told me that I was gonna do something different than most of the people in my in my circle in my inner circle. So I was like, I always saw myself out there. But then because I I always saw that potential, I always wanted to find something that would allow me to help other people, right? But then with the military, to be honest with you, I didn't seek the military to 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 help. I, I never it was never in the in the mind. So I want to be honest to you that sure. well, you know, I want to be a patriot and I want to give back to the community or the country. No, it, it, the uh, the the Marine Corps fell out of uh, me being desperate to find something else because college wasn't for me at the time. A higher calling. So yeah. I yeah I joined. Because I was, I was, I wanted to get out of the place that what that I was in, and and thankfully, I mean, it allowed me and he provided everything that I wanted, without even knowing what the Marine Corps was at that time, because I didn't even know what the Marine Corps was. Mm-hmm. But I just jumped in and I was like, you know what? I was looking for adventure. It gave me the adventure. It gave me the knowledge. It gave me the the, the discipline to do a lot of things that now allow me to work with my brother and do what we're doing. You know, yeah. a sense of loyalty as well. Uh, because now it's like if I work with somebody, man, I'm not looking to to gain something for for myself, but as a team. It's like if we don't all do it, then it, I, I don't I can't sleep at night. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's basically where I came from with the uh, with the military. Yeah, and I think it was the same thing. I think I saw him go in, and honestly, I mean, we, we grew up in not not one of the best neighborhoods in New Jersey, and I, all our friends are like mechanics and. Uh, they're still doing the same thing they, they do what, what they were doing 10, 15 years ago. So for us, it's, for me, it was, well, I don't, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to just stay in my neighborhood. I wanted to do something else. So 
for me, it was okay. Let me let me try the Air Force. Um, and then when I got in, I always been curious and wanted to to learn more. And then I saw, you know, I would always talk to people higher ranking than me and things like that. And eventually, I said, hey, you know, I can be an officer. That guy can be an officer. I can be an officer. <laughs> and then I was like. Let me try it. So I did. I, you know, I got picked up for a scholarship. I, I ended up going back in as, as an officer. And it, I think it's all about exposure, man. I think for me, it's been, it's been awesome to be around people that, that have a, a, a vision and, you know, a camaraderie to, to take, to, to do a mission and get things done. Right. And you meet, just like in anything, the military, you meet people who are, who are gun ho and then you meet people who are also lazy. Right. And you you learn great leadership. I've I've seen the best freaking leaders I, I can ever I can ever meet, and I've also met some of the worst that are extremely micromanaging and will tear your life apart because because they're higher ranking than you, and that's not a leader. That's just a boss, right? So I, I've seen all those, and I think all that has shaped my brother and I who we are today. But I think it comes down to a lot of exposure of, of as a minority, right? We don't have exposure to people who have, have a sense of accomplishment and done certain things in their life. So going from enlisted officer to me was a huge deal in the fact that I was now around people who had gone to Ivy League or they were lieutenant colonels and they had done investments on the side. And all these people who I became friends with or who tell me, oh, yeah, my dad's a, you know, a hedge fund manager or this and that. And I'm like, man, I, I would never interact with people like that. And little by little, I would pick people's brain, you know, like, what do your parents do or this or that? And then it came back around and eventually that's how I, I ended up finding real estate, other things like that. But I think I think exposure is such a huge deal, getting out of our comfort zone, out of our neighborhoods. Um, and, and it doesn't matter if you're black, white, whatever, we all have our comfort zones and we just need to get out of them uh, to yep. grow. To grow. Great. What, what I'm fascinated with as I continue to do the podcast and meet people, and I didn't have it this way, so whatever, but I'm fascinated with the amount of fortitude and burden that it takes for a group of people, meaning you and your brother, to break the, the chains of generational yeah. poverty, whatever you want to call it, or unknowing of, of skills and techniques because... And I almost want to do another podcast just about that because I look at both of y'all and I realize that, don't get me wrong, you, you want financial freedom. It's very exciting. But I almost sense it and just my ability to understand energy that this is so much bigger than y'all, both of you. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. About, it's about teaching your family, right? Meaning not just mm-hmm. your immediate family, the family in general, that and I say this. Do you know my buddy Adrian Salazar? Do you know who he is? No, I don't. So, so he's 24 years old. He owns 187 units. He lives down in Texas. He's been working in real estate since he was 17. Awesome. I looked at him the first time we met him, and I said, "Let me explain something to you. You think you're buying apartments? That ain't what you're doing." He goes, "What are you talking about?" I said, "You are, you are proof that a Hispanic man doesn't have to be the sheetrocker." He can own exactly. the he can own yeah. the damn building. He goes, shit. He goes, yeah. I didn't think about that because it's the truth. But you are breaking social norms, mm-hmm. and I and like right. This is so much bigger than both of y'all. No, and, and I think, it is, man. Yeah, and, and actually, I sent an email, uh, a text to my brother the other day because we were talking about that, right? And um, I mean, I almost cried typing that text, and actually, my my eyes got watery because I remember the text, and you were talking about that. Um, the uh yeah man it's it's actually bigger than that and and you might not be uh conscious about it you know as as you do it but once you are and i don't i'm I'm not saying we're at a level that where we want to be but we can see it right we can go like okay yeah we're gonna get there one day but in the meantime once you stop when you stop and realize the power that you have to influence people um you have to start taking it seriously because you yep. become somebody that people are looking up to, man. And we're starting realizing that. And, and that's when you cannot let your guard down because it becomes a responsibility to do good on people and to grow as much as we can because there are people that are looking at us and sometimes they tell us. And sometimes they don't tell us 
but we know that they're counting on us to do something because their dreams are depending on our actions and how far we get. Um, and, and that's big, man. That's, that's huge. And that's, that tears my eyes when I, when I text my brother, it's like, dude, this is me. This is what I want to do. This is how far I want to get in. I'm hundred percent on this um, because I cannot just let my guard down or my game down just because I'm tired. It's, it's yeah. not that anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's not, so much bigger, man. Let, yeah. let me, let me tell you, let me tell you something that I just talked to someone yesterday about, because when, when we talk about exposure, right. We also talk about exposure of how to invest your money and leave, break those chains that you're talking about, right? So, for example, our, our podcast, General for Financial Freedom, our concept is constantly, constantly evolving. But what I want to make sure is that minorities and Latinos and people who don't have access to non-traditional investments that will accelerate their 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 money and wealth building process even though they're not looking for wealth building because all they're looking for is getting out of a rat race but i know the day i found out that you could do an 80 percent total return in a period of five years on a syndication and i saw numbers and i was like my god i have never seen something like this mm-hmm. and i have never seen it because i haven't been exposed to it i haven't been around the right people but if me as a Latino can bridge that gap to people who don't, who, who might be interested, but they're scared or they don't know how or whatever. And I can, I can show, Hey, all these people are doing it. You can do it too. Even if they don't invest with me and they go do it with whoever, at least I put the, the bug in their head to say, Hey yeah. man, it's not just stocks. It's not just bonds. It's not just RA. It's not your 401k. There's other ways to do it and maximize your money so that you can leave your neighborhood if you want one day so that you can, grow so that you can try whole life insurance with infinite banking concepts. I don't know, but there's millions of ways of doing it differently than the way we've been taught. Yep. No. And I had a conversation. I just interviewed him before this. I've known him for 17 years. He runs all the money for, for UT $50 billion. They run, uh, he's from Venezuela. His wife's a doctor here in the States too. Um, I texted him the other day and I said, for the foreseeable future, meaning the rest of the time that I'm on this fucking earth, we are going to start a financial education and mindset class for kids from, yeah. from fifth grade to, to high school because mm. I was very smart. I didn't love school. It's not my thing. It's not my bag. And my own limitations of what people ta- told me in conjunction with my alcoholism and everything held me mm-hmm. back from just now being 36, 38, 37 to get the financial education that I needed because my dad's a doctor, right? So it's like, go to school, go to the city. When, when, the, when COVID hit and all these things started happening, I thought to myself, like, how do you truly make a difference? Well, and then I met, and then, and then the riot started. And then I talked to my friend who's an investor in Memphis, who's an African-American. And she said, Austin, what you don't understand is the simple fact. It's not that we're upset. Like, I don't even want to get into that conversation, but what I'm saying about investing in money, she goes, the, the, the people in the neighborhoods, the underprivileged neighborhoods don't know. And I'm like, I don't like, what are you saying? She goes, they don't know how a credit card works. And I'm like, nope. I'm like, huh? Well, hold on. And so I taught a class for her, the group she's using. And so. And now that I'm seeing y'all and talking to you, like, I'm going to have y'all involved and stuff, but like, but like I get so much more of a like a, a charge out when I can meet an 18 year old kid and he's already done a first wholesale. And I'm like, dude, you are like way beyond years, your years. You're like 10 yeah. years ahead, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could barely put on pants. Like, yeah. and, you're, and, you're, and so he DM me. Right. And I was in Florida and I was like, I just called him and he's like, oh, my God, you're calling me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like we're going to I'm going to watch this process over the way and so that's why i get so excited about this because you're you're 100 right you know i heard about infinite banking a year ago i'm like oh my god this is amazing could you imagine if you started this when you were 18 and well, i'm gonna open one up for my son who's uh a year old <laughs> so in 20 years 20 years yeah yeah and set, so bro. and so we have and it's so funny that you say that because i told this to my buddy the other day it's not an option that we don't share what we know. 
meaning, meaning, meaning we have an, we have an obligation to, to do the podcast. And when you remove how many people are listening, when you remove all those things, because somebody, right. I heard a great quote. If you have one follower, you're an influencer. (laughs) So it's like, so it's like you can influence that person. And so I see my young guys that I coach and dude, they're like, Yes, we like in all I'm doing, and I think you're doing the same thing. All I'm doing when I'm on the podcast or I'm coaching somebody, I'm saying, what would I have wanted to know when I was 18? Like, what would I have wanted to know that's going to speed me up 10 years, right? And so let's talk about this. Let's really hit home. You can, you can easily just continue to buy single family properties. And you, it's not that you won't buy portfolios or more single families. But what is the thought process and the drive behind spending the money necessary to get into a multifamily group? And and what is the shift mentally um, to do something like that? Where does that start? Well, that it starts with the scaling, right? So if you want to scale, you have to do it right. And there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. There's the, the funding puzzle for raising capital. There's the acquisition leads piece. And there's the overall management. How are you going to manage the asset and manage your company? Right. And all that takes someone who has done it correctly because there are people who have done it, but have not done it correctly. And that takes picking their brain to do it right. If you want to scale. So for us, we spend that money and it's been, I mean, I mean, it's priceless, man. You can't put, put money towards that. And for us, that's step one of the goal, right? The goal is let's do a right syndication do the right way. And, and, provide the, the returns they want to people the way we're supposed to, right? But the longer term vision is really creating um, creating a, a bank, a hedge fund, a fund where we can where we can provide opportunities for other other people who are coming up like us and show them how to do it. Or if they or if they have a deal and they don't know how to invest, we say, hey, we have the money, just I'll show you how to do it. Win-win, right? I mean, we're bringing people up as we're bring as we're also growing. Um, that and then recently we started talking about a, a network for for uh, Latino investors, uh, kind of to to help help them educate themselves and minorities. But I don't I don't know, man. I mean, we have that that grand vision, and we just started really developing it. The goal for us is is eventually, obviously, gener- generational wealth for for us and to if we don't want to work a day, don't have to work, right? But ultimately, I would like to leave a deeper impact as far as how I can shape a community and really help out other people grow too, you know? And I think the best way is becoming the bank. I would love to become a bank, a, yep. a private equity, a fund, um, that stuff right there. I mean, you, you can't get any better than that. You don't need to find a deal. People find a deal and you help them get it through right but i don't want to be those those crappy funds or equities where they're freaking just in it for the business one do it with a purpose right and the purpose is to help other people who are coming up you know especially people who have never been exposed to this kind of world that was going to be by the way just so we're clear how we both think my next question was going to be have you ever thought about opening a fund Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it, man. No, yeah, we're, I, we're I've been, I, well, I've been teaching myself for the last two years, and I've worked in private equity, and there is so much value to people be able to place money with people that they can relate to, right? Yeah, to have a absolutely. story, right? Mm-hmm. And I see in my head, I already see y'all's business as a equity fund. Um, a mortgage company, an insurance company, and a construction company. Like I see it all. And, you know, you can, this is something I talk about a lot. And I, and I think this is what gets lost. You know, it's a simple thing. But I heard a quote and it said, you know, when you become a landlord, become a fucking landlord. Like mm-hmm. you, ha- if you're an Airbnb host, become an Airbnb host. Like, what we're what we're what we're too concerned about is the return that we're getting on the flip when you're not realizing that you're feeding ten families by the people that are working it. Yeah. Yep. And, and when you concentrate on those aspects, then you remove yourself from the emotion of it and you focus on what matters. Exactly. And and you can make the money, 
right? And who doesn't want money? I want money. I want to live in freaking Italy. I, of course I want money. But I always lead with impact first. And I, and I look at the both of y'all and it makes me happy that, that you're being like, do y'all know Diego Corza or no? Yes. No, no. Oh my God. What am no, I you doing? Guys, guys, this is me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. This is me. I'm going to dude, dude, y'all yeah. don't even know what's about to happen to y'all. I'm introducing y'all to so many people. Yeah, I, he, he's got, he's got a guy who's been in the military who's been doing drop shipping since he was 18 and traveling the country doing drop shipping in the nice. military about to start buying real estate. He could teach all your guys drop shipping. I mean, dude, I got everybody, but Diego was the first guy to start the mastermind that, that I became. He's a dreamer. Uh, mm-hmm. and he talked to the Supreme court. He's been on bigger pockets. I mean, everywhere. And he's 29 years old and he's a millionaire. And he's got like 30 properties. He's going to close 50 deals this year as an agent. And he is helping the Hispanic community get loans, right? And, and yeah. show them the process and how to house hack and all that stuff. And so we, what people don't understand and what they don't talk about enough is when you and I are doing these for other people, we're learning too. Oh, yeah. Like, so we're learning about ourselves. And when you have that big of a vision, that y'all do, you can get up every morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wake up so motivated every day and I'm thinking, okay, what do we need to get done? And I have it all written down as far as how, how we're going to get it done. I mean, my brother can attest to that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a task management guy that, that breaks it down. I think as I look on your faces, because you are brothers, I can see the difference in your personalities. I don't even need to make y'all take a test. It's what I do. Um, <laughs> have y'all read Rocket Fuel? Not yet. I'm on traction right now. Okay. And this guy's got to get disappointed at us. <laughs> guys, 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 if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Oscar, integrator, right? Right? Yeah. And I then mean, vision, visionary. I'm telling Myers you right now, ENJT. you'll read this book, you'll read this book and go, are they in our souls? Like, are they yeah. in our souls? Because my business partner loves the tax code. He is a spreadsheet guy. If I never look at a spreadsheet ever in my life, I would be the happiest person on the planet. I want nothing to do with it. It's not my thing. But when you have that power combined and everybody knows their defined roles, you explode, right? And and, yeah. and, and I think I would imagine that there's a little more tension in the process sometimes because there is family blood, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, it's a, but it's a different <laughs> type of tension though because – because my brother and I, man, we love each other. Like I, I'll give my life for my brother anytime and for his family. Yeah, and it's, it's the same way around. So obviously, I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be days when when things don't work and we get frustrated and, and, and we tell each other what we have to tell each other. But guess what? The next day I wake up and my brother. I mean, we have. I mean, we have a history that we cannot kill just because one day of mm-hmm. we're pissed off at yeah. each other. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I'm grateful that, that I'm doing this with my brother and not somebody else because it's easier to just throw the towel with somebody else that you don't have that connection, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah you got to do that. So, I think, I think you're absolutely ahead. right, man. So like I, I'm the integrator I, in, in my job, in my career, I've, I've been the guy who stood up units, helped stood up squadrons from scratch. So I like building and I like integrating teams and managing teams to do stuff. There's always gonna be ruffles, right? Because people have different different ways, different characteristics, right? My brother is he is a social butterfly. He is the man who who can connect. Yeah, people, I knew it. Right? Yeah. He can connect people. He is great at it. And while I have a great personality, I'm more straightforward and I'm more blunt and I cut to the chase. My brother's like, ah man, let's go drink beers. And I'm like, nah, bro, you messed up today. So you're on timeout. You know what I mean? So so that that's my personality, right? And and you gotta play to those. But I know that as we grow in the right people in the right seats are are in our team and with as we grow, I won't have to worry about certain things because processes should be flowing and the right people are there. And my brother is, is key to that. You know, he's key because he's my right-hand man. I, I, I trust him 100, 150%, right? You, when people say they can't work with family, that's ego talking, man. That's yeah. ego. I, I really think 
there is no better partner than family as long as you can also remain respectful, right? That That's really it. Couldn't agree more. I mean, because I got a younger brother. He don't want to listen to me for shit. So I just gave up. <laughs> so, uh, but long, but long story, we, we, my parents got divorced. We went separate ways. So it's, it, we're, we're working on it, but you know, but I, you know, I think I know better, you know, of course I know better, you know, and he's like, just let me live my own life. And so that's, we've kind of got to that point. So it's fantastic. But what I wish, right. And like, I look at it from a concept of like when I got started in investing, like my relationship with my dad is not that great. And I realized through a lot of self work, like I wanted to be the biggest real estate investor for him. Like I, I've like, like I, I'm going to prove to you that I'm, that I matter and all this stuff. And when I broke that down and it wasn't a part of me anymore, it was kind of scary because I had to then look at myself and determine what I wanted to do. And, yeah. The the task that you're taking on is not a small one, right? Yeah. Because ultimately what you're building is for your, for your legacy behind you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but damn, it, it can sure light a fire every day. Right. Oh, yeah, like, man. you know, and I, and I, I find myself, right. I find myself getting so much more enjoyment out of my client success than my own. I've almost removed myself from giving a crap about my own investing because I'm so, I'm so excited to see that what they're yeah, doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And oh, that's awesome. But you, but you're building something right. That, that, that matters, right. And can matter to so many people. So when do you take a day off, right? How do you regulate? I think that's the number one thing that people ask me, like when you're pushing yeah. for it, I have my own ways, but, but what do you, I mean, cause you're in the military, you've got families. What do you do to, is there any days where you just say, we're going to shut it down today? And, and Absolutely. Or, cause I mean, there's a podcast There's so many things. So I yeah, guess that yeah. that's something that's very intriguing lately. You know, what, what do you do with the burnout? Oh man. So we hit heavy burnout, I think around July, August, especially when I was moving my family, but uh, it was very, it was very rough. And the reason it was very rough because like you just said, we had a million things going on, right? And appointments and things will happen on the weekend at 4 p.m. at noon. Um, this time, blah, 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 we get home something at five. Well, I just picked up my kids, right? Um, so I think it's being realistic and knowing your time and knowing how to work work in your, your time frames, right? So what I really had to do was sit down, especially with my wife, and make sure, hey, babe, like, what do you need from me? And like, how can I make this work, right? A real honest conversation. And flat out, I mean, she was telling me this for a few for a few weeks, but, you know, we always reach a point where it has to be breaking point, right? And then she tells me, look, I need you present in the moment when, we're, when you're not doing that. I need you off your phone. I need you this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, got it. And what I ended up doing was really okay saying, Okay, I pick up my kids at 4.30, from 4.30 to 8. At 8, they, they, I put them to bed, and at 8, and they're younger, they're 3 and 1, and put them to bed, and after that, I can work on whatever I want. If we have a podcast, we, we, we usually do them late, around 8.30, we'll do them, um, 8.30 Eastern time, for Germans earlier, um, and then I, I, we decided, okay, on Monday is my brother and I, our team meeting, end of the day. Tuesday, uh, end of the day is reserved for either a podcast or some kind of meeting. Wednesday, we don't have anything unless we decide to an ad hoc meeting. And then Thursday is a podcasting. Um, I don't touch anything on Friday. Don't touch anything on Saturday or Sunday. Those are extremely reserved for family, and that's it. And it has been hard because because I crunch everything in into Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. But you know what? That forces you to really time block and to be efficient, right? If you give someone a task and you don't set a deadline or you don't set a time, they're going to take whatever time they do. And it's the same thing for ourselves. So if I don't say, hey, I'm going to do this from one to two, and that is it, 
I need to maximize that time to finish whatever I need to do. If not, I'm going to take all day, right? I mean, it's just the way it is. But with that, you know, I just developed that system and it's been working, at least for me, really, really great. Um, there's no out of the blue things or nothing. I have a huge calendar that is in our our living room that has all our doctor appointment, everything, podcasts, you name it. My wife knows exactly what's going on. I don't need to worry about communication on that piece. And yeah, just, I think that buy-in, if you have a partner, if you have kids, is making sure that you're on the same page. You can't, you can't do that. And I'm doing this for my family. So I can't get to the point where I'm losing my family for a business. If I get a business and not family, then I'll be a mess. <laughs> yeah, man. So I broke it down a little bit more, but that's how I do it. How about you, Jeremy? Well, man, I, I'm more flexible. Uh, right now, I'm on the uh, on the edge of retirement, so I don't I don't have to come to work from you know uh, from seven thirty to four thirty anymore. Um, so, but one of the things is that I know when I have the most energy, and I try to maximize um, those times as much as I can because I know that I have the most energy uh, during like early, really early in the morning. And then like late at night when my brother is ready to do like a podcast or whatever. So I, I, I maximize those times. So what I do also and, and what I've learned is like, okay, I'm on the, on the West Coast time. But I know that business is usually done East Coast time. So uh, I realized that, well, I got to get up earlier. And so what I do now is my, when you say, do you take time off? My time off is every morning at three in the morning. I go to the gym for two hours, and that's that's me. I don't I don't touch the phone. I don't see the phone. The phone rings. I don't care. Like just my brother does on, on the weekends, uh, and my family is not here with me. They're in Colombia right now. Um, so I have is it's just me, and and then from there until like maybe noon, I'm working on everything that I have to do with my brother. And then in the middle of the day, I kind of take a nap or kind of disconnect from everything. And then again, I pick it up at night when my brother is ready and we're ready to work together. Um, but I, that's, that's basically what I do. But I don't do I take time, days off. Of course, I mean, everybody goes up and down. Sometimes you need like a whole day, a, a random day. And it's easy when you have your own business to create your schedule, even though you're trying to build something big. But you, if you don't take care of yourself, then, you know, but the beauty of that, like my brother said, he makes his own schedule. I make my own schedule. And sometimes just between him and I, hey, I don't feel bro, I don't feel good, bro. I, I need to take today off. You know, my head is not it's not hundred percent of that. So we do that. But um, but that's basically what I do, man. I wake up early, I, I do my gym time, which is me, my reflection. I listen to podcasts, to audiobooks, uh, I get ideas and I type them to myself. I, I text text myself a message saying, dude, I, I like this idea. And then I send it to my brother. And sometimes my brother is like, uh, no, that's not good. It's like, okay, well, it, it was just an idea, you know? Um, but that's basically how I work. And, and then I make my own schedule and then my knowing when I'm, I have the most energy. Yeah. And I saw your post the other day. You talk about the sacrifice that it is that your family's not around you. Mm-hmm. Is, it, yeah. is it hard? Ah, uh, yeah, man, it's it's hard. I, I, I mean, and it's hard and lonely, you know. Uh, but but again, I know, and because we kind of did that with my dad when uh, when we were in Colombia, my dad had to leave us to to come up here. Man, hold on, <laughs> I'm tearing up. Um, and my my dad had to come to um to the states, you know, and and he took a couple of years for him to be able to bring us here. So, um. Yeah, I mean, we came, we came to the conclusion that I needed to, to do this for myself, you know, and I needed to put 100% effort uh, on this with my brother. And because my, it, it's my ex-wife, we, we divorced, but we, we still have a great relationship. Um, but she knows how important this is for me, you know, and, 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 and she was like, hey, you need your time to do this, do it we'll leave and whenever you're ready again we'll come back and and we'll work on our son together you know so uh so yeah it's it's hard but you you have to make those sacrifices man because if you don't if you don't realize your dream how am i going to tell my son one day hey you have to realize your dreams you know 
So yeah, I mean, he's he's away for a little while, but I also have because I'm retiring, I have the luxury to be able to travel anytime and and still do what I'm doing with my brother long distance because we're already doing it the long distance. But I'm able to travel and go see him whenever he can come in and see me whenever. So it is a sacrifice momentarily, but uh, but it also allows me to focus a hundred percent on on what I'm doing with my brother. No, and I mean I agree a hundred percent. You know, the question that I think that needs to be asked to everybody, right? And I was talking about this with my buddy today, is that when you don't allow somebody to chase after their dreams, you basically cut their heart in half. Yep. And over time, they're going to deteriorate in who they are as a person because they felt like they've been held back. And the best thing that you can do for any human is create the the space to let them and support them on their journeys for their dream. And if they get into a year of it and they're like, well, hey, this doesn't work out. That's great. And I'm not saying go crazy. I'm not saying move to Italy. That's not what I'm saying. But we live in a society where mediocre is okay. I don't want mediocre. I want the best. And I want the best for the people around me. I want the best for my family. I want the best for everybody. And we have neutered people in our society telling them that they can't do something. Yep. And, and I don't believe that there's any limits to anything. And I know that walking away from this interview, that my network, my energy, my resources, and to be honest with you, my company too, will do whatever is necessary to support you, Thank to, you. See that, to see that your dreams come true because that's how much I believe in it. And so if I'm one person and you inspire other people, can you imagine how much energy is going to be behind y'all's vision exactly. for it to come to reality, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that was, that was deep. That was really deep. Yeah. I love it. it is. Yeah, it's true. It is. You know, I read a great book that, that Brandon Turner recommended called Vivid Vision, you know, and it's, you know, how do you even know where you're going to go if you don't paint the vision of what you need, right? And I've had a, effed up year (laughs) like a really fucked up year but you know laid off divorced all these things but through all that and moving across the country twice and back through all that i've met somebody that cares about me that we care about each other and it's made me a better man i've now in a role where all the distractions around who i am have been removed so i'm allowed to be the best version of myself which is a coach which I yeah. doubted, which I doubted for years. So when you look back on it, maybe financially, I don't ha- have exactly what I want, but mentally and lifestyle wise, I have exactly what I need. So how much powerful does that make me as a human when I'm operating at the fullest extent of who I can be? And I don't, I, you know, that's some deep shit there. But what I'm saying is we sometimes think that we're operating in the full sense of what we are. And I don't think we've even scratched the surface. Oh yeah. 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 And, the, and the good thing that, that you said, you know, you're, you're operating a hundred percent on what you can give and it doesn't have to be perfect that a hundred percent perfect that you have in your head that you have to be in order for you to uh, provide an input and, and, and provide, you know, like coaching for, for somebody else. Because every time you, you, I, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, of what Jake and Gino say that you learn more when you start teaching, mm-hmm. you oh. know, Oh, yeah, yeah, so, I'm, so dude, half the, time, half the yeah. time I'm coaching, I'm working on myself in the same yeah. time. Yeah, but sometimes people think that it's like, ah, oh, well, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm not there yet for me to to coach somebody, for me to tell somebody. Well, just your life and your experience. I mean, there's people out there that might be going. You and I went through divorce. You know, mm-hmm. now you can, and you already, you already, you're already doing good. You already found somebody. You know, you're creating something for yourself. You can actually tell somebody about divorce. You know, even though you're not doing 100 percent, but that person. You know what I thought when I got divorced? My first thought, whatever. I go, man, I'm going to be able to help a lot of people. Oh well, yeah, you thought that. I didn't. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) But but what I but what I but what I'm but what I'm saying is is that 
is that that's a thought that came to my head because yeah. because let's be honest and you can talk on this yeah when when it all goes south right for whatever reason there's a lot of truths that come out in that conversation regardless of whose fault it is that are very hard to hear oh yeah very dude. hard yeah. to hear because it makes you self-examine yourself like you've never been examined before am i wrong or yep. okay? yeah no you're right yeah you're right regardless it's, of it's, whose it's, fault it was but it's yeah. it's hard yeah but, well, it's but, hard and you 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 feel like a loser you feel like hey you, you're letting people down you know you have uh i mean everybody thinks that they have their perfect life their perfect family perfect life and all that stuff and then all of a sudden everything comes down so yeah you you it's, it's hard you know um, I never thought about like, oh, I can help people out with my situation. That's a great perspective to have to make the, the process easier. Um, but, uh, but, but the thing is that once you come out of it and, and you, you see things a little clearer, you can actually tell somebody, it's like, dude, it's not the end of, your, of the life. You know, you can actually turn this, this around. Uh, you can turn yourself around. And, and you never know what other possibilities or opportunities that, that, that situation that you went through, it's going to bring you to, you know, um, in my case, for example, I mean, yeah, it was hard and all that. And, and we still have a great relationship, but it allowed us, it allowed us to, to also look at our dreams. Like you said, if you don't let somebody else realize their dreams, that person is going to deteriorate with time. We realized that we were holding each other back, you know, and through that divorce, we we became free uh, as individuals, and and she's allowing me to realize my dream, right? And 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 letting me be who I want to be because she's already who she wants to be, right? Yeah. But I'm not there yet. But she was like, "Hey, let us go. Let's do this. You you realize your dream because that also is going to help our son, you know." Just think about uh, as a family, not thinking like globally, like my brother and I are thinking, but as, as my son. And, and, and also she realized that I'm that type of guy that I'm always want to give the example. I'm always trying to uh, provide not, not money value, but the example of like, I want to tell my son one day, it's like, hey, go for your dream. It, it, no matter what, if I don't realize this and I keep it to myself and I keep deteriorating and I become old, and, and, and having all these regrets, how am I going to tell my son one day? It's like, hey, go for it. Well, yeah. dad, you never went for it. You know, I'm just going to be just like you. So, uh, so yeah, the, the divorce was hard. But, again, it, it allows us to, to become free and, and be, be, be the, 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 the person that we needed to be at, right at this moment. I, you know, it's funny. In, you get to be a better dad because you're the best version of yourself. But exactly. I, I'll tell you this, and I've never shared this with anybody. The moment that we officially decided it was over and we, I signed the contract, I signed the house over to her and the dog and all that stuff, we sat on the porch and talked for three hours. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, we were like 22 or 25, and it was the weirdest thing in the world because it was like all the bullshit, all the stress was gone, and we could just be ourselves. And what you realize through that as you look back on it is that her and I in the moment in the relationship were not ourselves. Mm-hmm. We were some messed up version of ourselves yeah. that, that were lying to each other about who we were. And there was so much Just to con- keep it together. Yeah. There's so much context because here's the scary thing that they don't tell you the choice to do it. The choice to get divorced is the hard decision. Yep. And then you have to break up with their family who her brother's a friend of mine and you have to break up with all these things. But it's something that my buddy said to me. He said, you have the opportunity for 50 years of more happiness. Don't just be in a prison because you think it's what you should do. And it that was kind of the, the freeing moment for me that allowed me to move on. And, and I would imagine that even though the days are still hard for you, that there's, there's a glimmer of hope, uh, that you're seeing with inside yourself that is getting exciting, right? Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. And what I'm doing with my brother, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's my life, man. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this became my life and it's my life. And it's, is 
it's a it's a huge dream that sometimes it's so hard to put in words um and that's what i'm working on and, and like i said man sometimes in uh just texting my brother man just texting what i what i what i dream or what i'm going through or what's going in my head or how excited i am of an idea that he gives me you know or maybe a question that he's like and he makes me think and i have to answer to that question and he makes me dream so big that i'm like holy crap man and he, he tears me up like i'm like i'm texting and i'm like holy crap man like um and that's 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 the life that I was looking for, you know, bigger than myself. And, and it's a dream that um, hopefully we get to achieve. And if we don't, then I, I have no regrets because I went all at it. And that's what I want in life at the end. You know, I want to be I, I want to get old. And, and when I'm I'm about to die, have no regrets. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready because I did everything, every single thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to do. And I, and I tried it, you know, so that at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think that's what life is all about. Um, whether the money comes, I mean, and, and we know it's going to come, but it's also another tool to, to make a significant uh, impact on, on the world. Why not? You know? So, so. I'm going to say it because yeah. I want it recorded. So when we do it, I can play this video back. Okay. All right. <laughs> so my dream we're doing it together. I already yeah. have the people. I already know who's going to do it with us. And I mean this. I, I couldn't be more serious about saying something. My dream, the reason I truly want to make it is because I want to give fucking houses away. I don't, I'm not talking about giving you know, a piece of sheetrock. I'm talking yeah. about a house. Okay? Yeah. So what we're going to do, all of us together is we're going to create a separate charity from the fund and whatever fund I create. And we're like, we're going to pick military families that have been affected by war or battle or whatever. And we're just going to give houses away. I love it, man. I love it. You know, in that we we talk about stuff like that all the time. So I posted on, on LinkedIn like a, like a few months ago about the affordable crisis uh, that is gonna it's, come at some point. It's a nightmare. Keep, yeah, keep raising rents for the sake of profits, right? And I get it because you have to have investment, but there's other ways that you can value add a a property, right? There's other ways. It's just that the easy way is raising rents, right? So what people don't get, and what I wrote in that post was that we're gonna raise rents, and and our our deal coach, who's Bill Ham. 20 plus years of experience agreed with me. We're going to, we're going to raise rent right into rent control. Mm-hmm. And we're going to mess up a whole profitable yeah. system that we have in place because we're too short sighted to see how we're going to mess it up. Right. Because at some point the working class is going to be pissed off and the politicians are going to have no choice, but to implement rent control unless we find creative solutions. So I literally proposed in that thing, if anyone in my network knew how we could possibly set up a third party charity slash subsidy yep. through a, my idea was through a, um, through a, a, through your job. Like if your job could somehow write that off, but they provided money to the charity and they help provide housing for that community now uh, through that charity, then it's a win-win, right? They're helping yeah. with housing, but they're also writing it off on the business. So now you get either cheaper housing or free housing. Yeah. And a whole bunch of lawyers came out and said, no, that's not possible. You got to change okay. some laws in order to yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I digress. But listen, what I see the, the actual way to do this is to, is like I've been teaching myself, is for us to become builders and yeah. then create communities of 1,200 square foot houses at an affordable price backed with a mortgage company yeah, and a furniture company, right? That is on a buy to whatever, but where the charitable donation is the down payment on the property, right? They were to make the payments, right? Yeah. And so I think the only way to do this is to go out and create it yourself 
because there's going to be too many stipulations from yeah the other side. Anyway. Look, and I don't talk politics. I could care less. I'm not going to get into it because I control my own world. But half of the reason that we're having these conversations is because I'm all for com- com- capitalism. But half of the reason we're having these conversations is because all these companies are short-sighted in their beliefs. Yes. And we are accelerating the gap too quickly between what somebody can make and what they can afford. Yes. And here's where we are. I agree, man. It's, 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 we're, we're, it's short-sighted right now. And I think it's going to take guys like you, like me, like my brother. And I'm sure there's other guys who are working on it as well. But the day that we can put our strengths together and do something bigger, we can help change that status quo. And all it takes is one company to do it and be the leader and the rest will follow, right? In my example, I wrote, what if someone like Amazon did it, right? Because Amazon has the money to actually do a subsidy like that and to make it profitable. Mm-hmm. And and if they did, I guarantee you everyone would fall in line and say, yeah, that's freaking amazing. Why don't you just do that? Mm-hmm. But no one thinks of that crap, you know, because they're not, it's not impacting them. They've never been in the, in that world where they have to pay rent or pay food for for food. Right. Like that, that's not a good way to live. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, we can't give all the secrets away, but I just had a great idea. So <laughs> we'll, share it, we'll share it off the podcast, but, right. but guys, but guys, how do they find out about you? How do they, how do they get a hold of you? The podcast is amazing. Tell everybody. Okay. Jeremy, if you want to go. Yeah, man. No, so our podcast, REI Brothers, uh, in every single platform that you might listen to your podcast on. We're also uh, on YouTube, REI Brothers. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can find us by our names. Uh, we're very, very approachable. LinkedIn as well, Oscar Buendia, German Buendia. Uh, our website is www.gooddaycapital.com. And uh, 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 Instagram rei brothers underscore i mean rei underscore brothers and like i said we're very approachable we try to answer to every comment every every message um everything that you want uh and um yeah that's that's the easiest way that they can uh, that they can reach us man perfect well be ready because you are about to get it sent between like seven dms because i already have the builder I have the finance guy. I've got the agent. Like we're good. Like it's all taken care of. So awesome, awesome. Uh, so yeah, I just man. need it. But uh, I appreciate y'all so much, guys. If you like this episode, make sure you share it with your friends, guys, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.